Welcome to the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson. I'm here to encourage you in your walk with God. Thank you for joining in. Today's podcast is sponsored by Cunningham Financial Group. John Cunningham is a friend of mine and a brother in Christ, and he can help you with financial decisions and future planning. He's been a big help to me and my family, and I commend him to you. You can reach him at 205-913-1720. I am so thankful you're here, so let's get started. So today's episode and title is based upon a quote by a man named Charlie Tremendous Jones, and I think you're really going to like it. The more I think about it, the more it rings true for me in the past, and the more it motivates me to take control of what is coming next. Before we get into that quote, I want to tell you a little bit about yesterday's sermon. This episode is set to release on Monday morning, August the 24th, yesterday the 23rd at the Lindale Church of Christ. I preached on increasing our faith. We looked at the story in the Gospels where the disciples asked Jesus to increase their faith, and we talked about what that means. And I'll take just a minute and challenge you with that phrase. Do you ask God to increase your faith? Do you pray for Him to make you better? God does that, you know. It's not within our power to increase our own faith. It is within God's blessings to allow us and give us deepened faith, but we must access it in the ways that he teaches. The early part of the sermon talks about what it means to have your faith increased. What are some elements of your faith that need to be increased? And we go through some of that. That won't be in today's episode at all. So if you're interested, you can go to lindalechurchofchrist.com or the Facebook page of the same name, and you can check it out there. But once you have determined that there are things about you that need to improve, that you want God to deepen or mature, then we have to turn our attention to, how does that work? It's not, how do I do that? A better way of saying it would be, how do I put myself in a position that God will increase my trust, my convictions, or my will to obey? So again, the sermon focuses in on five ways that God can increase your faith, but it is those last two ways that we really want to focus on today. But to lead into that, let's start with those first three. Number one is reading the Word of God. How could it be anything else? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. There are things that people do every single day in their life to sustain their life and to reach the next level in whatever area in which they have concern. If you have concern for the depth of your faith, if you want to know God better and understand the Spirit more, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. There will never be a single piece of advice you receive more sound or valuable than daily Bible reading. You know I talk a lot about that. It is a centerpiece of the Excel Still More journal, reading one chapter every day and making notes about it. 
Secondly, and you probably saw this one coming, is prayer. Not typical, repetitive, short, non-emotional prayer, but a genuine searching, a genuine effort to go to God and say, God, here are areas in my life and in my faith where I need to do better. I believe you can help me. Please, God, will you help me with this? Please, God, will you guide me through that? Prayer in a way that pours it out before God and believes that he will answer. It's not your ability to eloquently word a prayer that makes it powerful. It is God's willingness to hear you and respond. People need to be praying every day. And I mean asking beautiful questions. Lay the big items out to him. Ask for him to consider the most momentous and important things in your life. The process of you saying them, addressing them, being honest with God about them is a big step in the right direction, but even bigger are the kinds of answers God can give. God increases the faith of prayerful people. And the third thing, which is none too pleasant, are the trials that we face in this life. The providential trials and tribulations that we face while trying to live a radically different Christian life. God allows those things to happen in your life because he knows, from James chapter 1, that as you face them and focus on what matters to get through them, it builds endurance in your life. It creates this perfect result of deeper faith. He allows them because he knows that you need them. He is using the things that are unpleasant and challenging to create a better, deeper, more convicted you. My wife, Summer, told me the other day, she said, you know, you preached on increasing our faith a couple of years ago, and I prayed for God to do it. And what followed was the most difficult six months of my life. And she's not kidding. Over that period of time, we lost someone dear to us. She was in an accident. Our kids were sick. It was very challenging. It was not pleasant but it worked. There are things about her now, the way she sees things, speaks of things, processes what's going on, that were built from that period of time. So we sometimes sum up those three things with three P words, passages, prayers, and providence. And what we mean by that is God increases your faith through your decision to read his word every day, through your decision to pray fervently in the throne room and through your attitude with regard to trials and difficulties and life situations that God is using to help you grow. Okay, okay, typical sermon over. You've probably heard all of those things before. Now I want to get to that quote, and I want to tell you why the title of today's episode is People and Books. The man's name is Charlie Tremendous Jones, and here is the quote in its entirety. You will be the same person in five years as you are today, except for the people you meet and the books you read. I have been thinking about this thing all week long. 
Now, I don't think that Charlie was intentionally religious in his approach. And really, when you think about the quote, he kind of misses some things. He says, you won't change. You won't increase. You won't grow. You'll be the same you except for people and books. Now, we know that's not exactly true. We know that the Word of God changes us, although Charlie would argue that's a book. We know that prayer certainly has the power to change us, although he might say that God is someone that you met. And then I would certainly say that circumstances, trials, like we said, are big people adjusters. However, the more I've thought about it, the more I've noticed over the years that people can go through really difficult things and still be the same person on the other side. They may think that they are different because they have experienced some things, but that's just saying you're a person who's been through some things. It's not the same as saying you are someone different. You have been transformed and changed. So let's walk through this, and I have a couple of questions for you. First of all, let's look backwards. How are you a different person? And by this, of course, we're pushing buttons like a better person, a more devoted person, a more faithful person. How are you a different person now than you were five years ago today? And again, I'm not saying, what have you seen since then? Where do you live now compared to then? I want to know, are you stronger? Have you grown? Are you excelling? This is a fairly easy measure for me. I have been in Lindale, Texas for about five years and three weeks. So when I look back over that time, I just think about, okay, how am I different than the day that I moved to Lindale compared to now? And I've really spent a lot of time considering this, and the three things from the early part of the episode are definitely part of it. I know God's Word better. I know God better. I'm praying differently. I'm entering the throne room. I feel stronger. And yes, Summer and I have faced some difficult circumstances and also some tremendous ones, And all of those kind of change things like perspective and focus. But I think I want to give Charlie Tremendous Jones some credit here. Some of the biggest things that are different in my life over that five-year span are directly connected to people that I have met and books that I have read. In other words, things that I didn't know before perspectives that I didn't have, information that had eluded me. I learned things. I learned them from people, people that Summer and I have met since we moved here to Lindale, their stories, their daily schedules, the things they've gone through, the way that they serve God, the way that they see Scripture. Every time I enter into a new relationship with a believer, I add something to my life that wasn't there before through their story. And I get encouragement, and some of them are amazing, ongoing encouragers that I didn't have before. Not to say that we didn't have encouragers before. We have best friends in our lives that go way beyond five years. But the layering in of new relationships, especially by Christians, and what that fellowship provides, I could give you story after story about how I see life 
differently now, and I am closer to God because I met this person, because I heard that person's perspective, because of Bible studies I had on Thursday mornings with these men. People are a part of God's work. I guess you could say it's a fourth P in the sermon. Passages, prayer, providence, but also people. Could you say the same? I'm really afraid that Christians may kind of putt along year after year, kind of staying in their little bubble, you know, reading scripture, going to church, etc., but not broadening their horizons with new relationships, with thinkers that are not themselves, with people who've seen life differently and can introduce it from another angle. We need that. And I would say that if you are looking to grow over the next five years, and by the way, that's the bigger question, will you be the same person aside from different circumstances and experiences? Will you truly be a transformed person five years from today? I pray that the answer is yes, but I'm telling you, God puts people in your life to help with that. This is why we are always encouraging Christians to meet new visitors when they come through, to have people in their homes when they first meet them, when they join our church, add to your arsenal of information through perspectives that are not your own. People change you. We could cite many stories of how they make us worse. Today, I'm telling you, they make you better. And really, his second observation isn't that much different. It's just a little less personal. He said, you will be the same person in five years as you are today, except for the people you meet and the books you read. Let me just ask, are you reading? Are you reading books by people who you know are smarter than you? Who have seen more things, studied more things, come at things from a different angle? If all we're doing is reading and talking to people who are just like us, who see things just like us, who don't add anything else to the picture... With what material will we build another floor on our building of growth? The Bible, of course, is so rich and deep, you grow every time you open it. And that's a part of this, Bible reading. But there are people who have devoted their lives to understanding the Bible, to researching the history behind it, to presenting cases pertaining to its integrity, who can absolutely blow your mind with incredible connections and information but you have to read their books. You may never meet them. Many of them have already died. Set out to learn, to read, yes, the word, and also things about life and growth. And I can speak to this directly. Do you enjoy the Excel Still More podcast? Let me be very clear. It would not exist without about a half a dozen books that I read three years ago. Books about self-discovery, books about spirituality, books about how to share the word with others, books about podcasting, without the information that I got from others, things I'd never even thought of, it wouldn't exist. And even if it did exist, it would stink. Maybe you think it stinks anyway, but you are listening and we're like 17 minutes in, so perhaps not. How many ideas do you think one man's experience can produce? 120 episodes worth? Probably not. Yes, a lot of what gets talked about here is based on life experiences, certainly much of it on the Word of God, but a great number of the things that get expressed are things that I've learned by reading, 
reading stories, reading articles, reading books, and just learning these really cool ideas, these spiritual connections I didn't know before, and I get to share it with you. I mean, look, today's episode is an example. I was actually listening to a sermon, and a man quoted Charlie Tremendous Jones about books and people, and here we are. And I should say this, all types of taking in of information by people you believe can help you really is included in the idea of reading. I mean, Charlie's quote came from like 30 plus years ago before we even had the internet. But whether it's listening to a podcast like you are now or reading about a topic that interests you or watching YouTube sermons, we have access to information. Take it in. These are the things that will change you because they change the way you think and they explore a wider variety of things to think about and arguments to consider. And by the way, this retrofits the people that you meet and the books you read back into our earlier answers. You may read the Word of God a little bit differently because someone who knew more about it than you did taught you something. You may pray about different things, put the focus in different places because of a podcast that you heard. You will certainly go through life's circumstances and trials with a different perspective if you have new and useful information on how to handle it. And that information may not be in you or in the echo chamber of the people you've always known. It may be in an expert's book or in a preacher's sermon. And listen, next week, unless something happens between now and then, I want to do an episode called The Steel Man, which will discuss why it is important to read and listen to people with whom you disagree. I want their best shot at convincing me of something so that one of two cool things will happen. I will consider intensely their perspective and then refute it valiantly, or they will change my mind and I will be better for it. And listen, that's happened a lot in the last five years. People I have met and books I have read have changed my mind on things I never even knew to consider before. And those changes are bearing fruit in a lot of areas of my life. And I believe it can be true for you as well. So listen, ask God to increase your faith. Maybe check out the sermon from the Lindell Church of Christ page to understand what exactly you're asking. Then do the typical stuff. Read the word every day. Pray fervently. Consider life's circumstances as a chance to change. But don't forget that God will bring new people into your life and put new information in front of you that can change everything. If you understand that a changed you, a better you, will be a direct result of people and books. Thank you so much for joining in today. If you enjoyed this program, consider sharing it with your family and your friends. As always, you can go to excelstillmore.life to sign up for the email order the three-month journal, or just catch up on old episodes. And also, if you are looking for financial advice or future planning, give John Cunningham a call today, 205-913-1720. And remember this, whatever you choose to do today in the name of the Lord Jesus, excel still more.